What's up, guys? How are you? Thanks for uh, thanks for having us in here. Yeah, yeah of course. Good to be here. Yeah, from the first podcast, a little we gotta get the jitters out first, but yeah, it might take a minute, but we'll be good. For sure, we're here in a uh, halftime pizza, uh, historic Boston pizza joint, right across from the Boston Garden. Um, we'll just kind of get right into it, Wags. Um, Stino and Matt, you guys are third generation owners of this place, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. Um, grandfather started it uh, way back in the what it used to be called the Combat Zone, like where uh, like Downtown Crossing is now. Uh, long story short, uh, they kind of started pushing people out of there just because like all the crime and you know bad behavior that was going on. If you kind of know about that area, so then um, re- long story short, relocated here, which was used to be called Valenti's Pizza. My dad took over that, and then that's where he kind of just in like the early '80s changed it from Valenti's to Halftime, you know, because of the name with uh, you know the gun and being right there and stuff like that. So ever since you know we've been Halftime. Hell yeah, what year did uh, you guys move over here? Because I know that my old man used to go to school in Boston and he would always, you know, talk about coming here before and after Celtics games, you know, back in the 80s. Yeah, so I think it was 81 my dad came over and then by 83, you know, he just thought maybe halftime kind of stood. So ever since about 83, I think COVID was, if my math's right, like 40 year anniversary or 30 year anniversary from um, when they switched over. So uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, I guess, the pregame staple you know, since me and him were running around, uh, I guess, in diapers. <laughs> Not even as high as these tables right here. I mean, we were running around here and shoulder to shoulder still. And because you look at it now, it's still shoulder to shoulder on game night. It's like nothing's changed. When you guys were growing up, was it like always, you know, the plan for you to take it over eventually? Um, I've always had that kind of, um, I don't even know the right word, but I've always kind of had that feeling that at least me, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I'm not sure about just, you know, really, yeah. but um, to be honest, I know just growing up, we used to come in, you know, separate plates, you know, uh, filling up the sodas, you know, that's kind of all we used to know from just being so little, seeing our dad, family, you know, is um, my dad's two sisters, you know, they were involved, we used to, you know, and then our cousins would come in, you know, almost every game day, you know, and helping. But, uh, you know, we just always had a passion for the restaurant business. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm more someone that, you know, I can't really sit behind the desk. You know, I get to, uh, I get like the attention span of a squirrel. So, you know, us running around and stuff like that, uh, you know, just restaurants. So it was, it was just, um, just seemed like it was always in the blood, I guess, if you put it like that. I could tell you a funny story. Um, his older cousin and I, childhood best of friends and uh, being little kids, like he said, his aunt, Rita. I have to um, put it a little closer to you. His aunt, Rita, um, she used to take us here for games, and there used to be a bar, actually, back over here. Okay. And, like, me and his cousin, we would, like, run around. We'd try to sneak downstairs and go check out his dad's office, being, like, a, a little kid, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And uh, just the memories of coming here and uh, sitting at that bar back there, eating a slice, getting escorted to the Celtics, Bruins games, and then coming back after, like, childhood, me and his older cousin and all of our closest friends coming in. It was awesome. How did you get involved with the restaurant, Lou? Um, I, we go back to our he was family. He was actually my first boss. Yeah, we go or, back, uh, like I said, his older cousin um, and I, childhood best friends. His aunt, basically, Rita, raised me. His aunt, Nancy, I was always around. His cousin, Frankie. Just all of us growing up in the city of Rivera and um, all living like in the same mile radius. Um, childhood best friends. His dad. Always used to go to him for advice. His dad is one of a kind, a legend in the pizza should, business. We should probably get him maybe sh- on the to pod. have him be, to have him sequel. on this podcast yeah. and get him going and me going together would be could, could be epic actually. Um, but yeah, childhood for years for years. Um, that's about it. 
what did the like you know evolution of this place visually like how how does that work is there certain things like you know staples in here that have been here forever and then other things that have come and gone like this mural um, or so for one thing obviously like luigi already mentioned we had the bar over there before yep. um that's come and gone at this point but for a lot of it it's the pictures on the ceiling they they yeah, were the biggest staple they've always been here um we've kept kind of the more iconic ones and brought in some new ones um and then this mural to our left right here as well um that's been here i think almost over 10 years now yeah yeah the murals um and then definitely uh you know we're known for our third big tall 32 ounce beers yeah. um our big slices those always kind of have been our you know really the halftime staple for uh you know bef like i said before a game post game win or loss you know people are always coming in crushing beers eating the big slices um, and most importantly, too, is uh, Bruins games, uh, the fights, the old school fights yeah. on the TVs. People still come in to this day asking for yeah. it. We make sure we get them on all the TVs. People right love that. Right before the game, yeah. We get everyone fired up, you know, right before. We have the loudspeaker microphone. We call out names and orders. Some people jump on it and they'll scream, go Bruins, stuff like that. Just the whole atmosphere before the game. It's like the pregame before the game. Yeah. It's the spot to be. I would definitely recommend anybody in the area. Just even watch the watch the game here now we're starting to get into that to do yeah like we just got some bigger new tvs now yeah. so that's something we've been trying to push is like you know instead of people coming right before the game you know we want, we're trying to get like a little fan base crowd you know come you know come join us yeah to watch the games and I, stuff like that i will line up this week we have thursday we have a bruins game uh friday season opener for the celtics yeah and miami's in town um like miami but celtics where it's at and then after that is another bruins game so all weekend long we'll be cranking large bears slices we got to double check, make sure we have plenty of kegs downstairs. We got to yeah. check that order with uh, with our rep. But um, I definitely recommend anybody before Bruins or Celtics game just come and check out the scene. How do you prepare for you know a big weekend when there's three Boston sports events and a concert on Sunday? Um, you know, what, uh, what do you guys kind of expect? There's a lot, there's a lot there's that a, goes into there's it. There's a lot of dough to be made. Uh, we do all of our stuff in house. You know, so we we got guys coming in. Uh, one of our biggest staples. His name's Jamel. He's the man. Shout out to he's, Jamel. He's the man behind the scenes. Uh, you know, he's meal making sure, you know, we get enough dough, you know, like, like, uh, you know, you said we have a Celtics Bruins game back to back. We got concerts, um, you know, so we're always just, you know, depending on the schedule, the garden, you know, f granted for us, um, it's good that they kind of put out like the year events, you know, so we kind of like a good idea what we're running into. We just came off actually like, a, we just came off like a 11 out of 12 day, just stretch of was mixed with Bruins concerts. Uh, Dave Chappelle was here and stuff like that. So let's not forget about um, the pub crawl. Uh, last year there was a pub crawl. It kind of uh, snuck up on us unannounced, and um, we all looked at each other like about 10:30 in the morning when the line was out the door. None of us expected it. Of course, we handled it. The day went great, but uh, we have a pub crawl coming up, and then there's the Halloween one the following week. So that goes all in the mix with the events and, like you said, the concerts. Um, and the legit is we all we start running around. Our texts back and forth. He could be downstairs, he could be upstairs, and we're all texting each other back and forth. Goaty, his dad, he said to bring two more doughs up, um, get the sauce from downstairs, make sure there's plenty of chicken cut, plenty of sausage cut, just nonstop. And we're like big family together, so like we can yell at each other up and down the stairs, yell at each other on the <coughs> phone. Um, but we get it all done. Everyone knows their position and what to do. You know, we can I just think the anytime. the big thing that um, you know my dad, his sisters, and cousins over the years is. Uh, you know, they were really good at creating like a really good system you know because uh you know because you know i can't really think of any other place that can just really you know push out you know pizzas and slices so quick you know as you know that's short time window frame that we have i mean we usually have like an hour and a half two hour window of uh 
you know when people are coming in you know last minute trying to get a little bite you know there's overflow everywhere you know bringing the kids in and uh you know i think the system that they create is like you know i think is uh really the big you know the big key to, uh, to this operation uh, so you guys say that you had the, you have a great system in place, uh, but I've been in here before when it's pretty uh, unruly. What's that like when you know kids are coming here drunk after the Bruins game? How are you handling it? Uh, so that's the one thing that um, you know it's definitely tough that we got to deal with. Is you know fortunate enough we we don't have the full liquor, so we're not dealing with people ripping shots before the game. Um, it's just more kind of like the younger crowd. We got to like watch out for you know the kids bringing in their backpacks, they're trying to sneak in that twelve pack. You know, getting all fired up before Bruins game, um, and then there's, there's then there's those ones that you know feeling themselves. You know, got the fake IDs. I got a massive collection downstairs of <laughs> of uh, how many. I'm just you know we just we're just like hawks. You know, we got that's like the key, the key to the business. Um, you know, we we really can't you know really mess with any of that stuff. So that's uh you know that's just the big liability we have. And then you know they, we have some stories on stories of chasing people outside with beers. I got uh, a splash, a few uh, people just throwing the beers at us because that's the issue. I mean, I wish we were like Vegas, you know, you can just take your beer, walk around, have a good old time. But, you know, some people get a little too drunk, you know, thinking since they bought the beer, they can walk outside with it. So uh, we got a, I got a couple career beers all over my face. Right. For example, over the weekend, and a shout out to our good friend Paul Cook. He's always here for the events. And, uh, yeah, so a guy tried to run out a couple times over the weekend with a beer, and uh, Paul Cook held, held, held his ground until uh, the guy... Split through the beer up in the air, hit him, hit me, and then the guy was running out and trying to spit on Paul and ended up hitting me. And then customers who love us and they're in here all the time, they know we deal with it, so they try to jump in and then like get it, come, go to an yeah. altercation. But obviously, yeah. we de-escalate and keep. Yeah, it on we the try. Ground. We try really not to let it get to that point because yeah. I mean, you know, we're we, that's what's one thing. But and I will say, we just get a handful of here and there. You know, those people. You know, like I said, failing themselves a little too much to drink, and unfortunately, we got to deal with it. But. You know, it's part of the business, you know. We, we have some fun with it sometimes, but sometimes it's just, like, it's headaches. There was one time I remember being here, and I was, like, after a Bruins or a Celtics game probably, and I saw somebody walking out with a beer, and I know this is, you know, a big problem for you guys. So I go, hey, Luigi, he's walking out with a beer. And then you go, go fucking get him. So I run after the <laughs> Meanwhile, kid. you're about nine or ten beers deep yourself after the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, always good to see you when you come in after a game. I love it. So I go, I go over to the kid, and I grab him by the back of the shirt, and I said, hey, you can't do that. And then yeah. right afterwards, you were there, and uh, I stopped them for you guys. Yeah, Local yeah. hero. <laughs> all of our friends, uh, family, like you said, we all grew up together, and they always come by for games, and uh, they, they hear the stories, and we talk about it, because when we go home and wind down, it's you know sometimes 2, 2.30 in the morning, he'll smoke a little marijuana, maybe call me, and we talk, and we go over it, and it just carries on. Then all of us, on our friends and our family, they hear us like, tell them the stories, and they they look at us sometimes like, that really happened? But like, yeah, you can't make this up. Like, we could film a movie sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. But yeah. 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 Are there any, like, you could think of, like, from all time, you know, that just off the top of your head? Uh, I, I guy snuck downstairs in the bathroom uh, trying to take a shower. This, or the girl that fell this, asleep on honestly, the sofa. This this story was crazy. Luke and uh, I'll let Matt talk after, but this story is, I ended the night, like, midnight-ish, 1 a.m. I see, like, these two guys. I was going downstairs to get whatever it was. And, like, I thought they were our guys, like, workers, whatever, downstairs. And, like, I see them. You know, I realize it's not them. So I get downstairs, and I'm just like, guys, like, what's going on here? One one guy's, like, deer in headlights. Another dude, I'm not kidding you. This dude was, like, 6'6". Six, six. Like, he was an absolute unit. Starts, like, I'm trying to press him a little bit. Like, yo, get lost. Like, do you guys are trespassing. Long story short, you know. Wait, not we, to we, interrupt, but the guy, I was literally 
was changing soda, the syrup on the soda downstairs. The guy was so tall that I couldn't even see him yelling at the guy. So now I start, we have our tech guy with the music playing, so you can't really hear that well. And I just looking at the back of this guy, I'm like, all right, he's not with me, he's not with Skeets, he's not with Stino, who is this guy? And finally I like move my head and I can see him yeah. talking to the guys. And yeah, then so, he uh, can carry on to what so, happened So after. then I get them upstairs, I'm yelling, like, get lost, you know, can't be coming down here, like stuff like that. You know, we have this like back door with like, I, it, it's literally like the tiniest like peep window like you'll ever see. We throw them out the back door. You know, it's this glass window with all like wires and stuff. You know, I'm still, you, you know, I'm still barking at this guy yelling. Long story short, you know, the door shuts and I just, I have it on video. Like he, I've never seen a harder punch in my entire life. I'd still be sleeping right now if it hit me or whatever. We'd be, we both, if that punch went, hits anybody, I would have been eaten out uh, of a straw. You can see me in the MGH video like just like months. move my head. His, his punch went through the full entire glass, wired everything. And like up French Street. I just never seen like I, the dude might have lost his hand. Like I've never seen so much blood. It was just you know it's just one story. That's just you know. And the best is what, we're stood. telling his dad what happened, and we got his dad on speakerphone. And the first thing his father goes, he goes, "This this metal wire in that glass." And we're like, "Exactly, we know." So his hand went through that window, took out a corner yeah, of the window, it was crazy. through the wire. He went like in a second like this, and I yeah. just jumped back. That that punch was that was the money shot. That yeah. was the right, Floyd still, Mayweather yeah. money shot. I'd still be lights sleeping. out. Gone, both of us toast. Yeah. That's what uh, Ngannou's gonna have against Fury this weekend. Yeah, oh, right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's wild. I got one story because I'm not usually here at night. Honestly, I'm here in the mornings all the time. Well, they hold. Why you're not here at night? Yeah, we'll, well, get, we'll get we'll get we'll into get that. into that one after. Yeah, we'll but that. I'm always here in the morning holding it down. But for the most part, you know, I've had to do my fair share of nights. You know, whether somebody's away, someone's not feeling well, or something. And there was one night specifically. It was a uh, Super Bowl Sunday. There was an uh, early Celtics game that day, so the area is pretty busy still. You two were away at the time. Oh, yeah. It was the year you guys went away. Yep. And I remember, I think I was on the phone with Lou, and he's like, oh, you know, how's everything going, blah, blah, blah. It's like 11, 11.30 at night at this point. And these two girls are fighting over whose pizza got called out. And they didn't even listen to the name. The girls, you know, calling, you know, you're a dumb bitch, blah, blah, blah. And um, I get, I pretty much, I'm on the phone with Luigi. And I'm like holding my, holding my arms out in between them because they're at this point now trying to catfight each other, like swinging at each other, everything. I'm like, ah, uh, Lou, let me call you right back quick. And basically, long story short, the girl who's calling the other girl a, a dumb bitch or whatever. She's, it wasn't even her pizza. So the other girl's like, oh, yeah, you're a dumb bitch. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was my pizza the whole time. Like, they were just going off at each other. And then this one girl literally almost took off. I seen her go to take off her shoe. And she went to go start to throw it across the restaurant at this girl. And I just had to stop her. I was like, look. I was like, I was like I'll take care of it. And I went over to the other girl. I go, eat your pizza and shut up. And then get the fuck out. Because I'm not having <laughs> you guys fucking do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we got some characters that come around this area. That's crazy. I mean, the, the good people that come around to you definitely outweigh the, the pains yeah, in the ass. Yeah, uh, no, right? don't get me wrong. We get these. We, we have so many, you know, good, nice families. You know, the, our, our favorite part, honestly, is you know the kids that come in for their first Celtics or Bruins game. You know, so we do get a lot of great crowds and stuff like that. But you know, like anything else, you know, there is some good with the bad, I guess. Like just like he, he mentioned, like the the families and stuff that come in, like it's it's adorable. We have like a guy, you know. 
with his wife and their newborn son, maybe a couple kids, and they come in and they have their Bruins or Celtics jerseys on, and I'm like, hey, get them a get them a dipping dip, mini melt ice cream, give it to him, makes their day yeah. like that. That that puts a yeah. smile on my face, his yeah. face, his face. Uh, it's it's great, it's great, it's great. Lose for the kids. <laughs> is that something that, you know, just generational? Is it was kind of always a standard you, you just take yeah. care of people and yeah that's just yeah. always how we were just brought up you know from our families and stuff like that i mean especially, they can say the same thing uh yeah like i say especially our aunt rita she was always like yo trying to make the kids yo give give them a bag of chips give them a soda yeah. how you doing is this yeah, your and then first my dad's yelling in the background but it's out of all love you know he's uh he's one of a kind you know i mean he's the first one you know to, to you know to give the world whatever the case whatever it is but uh you know that's that's one thing you know you uh we we try to have the brand go by is you know we we, we really want never want to say no uh you know and we we try to do, go above and beyond for whatever we can yeah i mean we've had extra sports cards that you know see a little kid oh yeah. like yo what's your, who's your favorite player you know give him five six cards sports cards of that that player or something like that mm-hmm. you know yeah so just little things that's awesome. I mean, you guys just mentioned the, the sports card, so let's touch upon that. Yeah. I mean, um, we like having hustlers um, on our show, you know, it's yeah, entrepreneurs. Yeah. So you guys, you know, are running this brick-and-mortar pizza store. But uh, tell us a little bit about the sports cards and how yeah. you're making money uh, on that. Yeah, so, uh, COVID, well, I mean, I guess like anyone else, I mean, we were obsessed with Pokemon when we were little. You know, I mean, I've been an avid sports, you know, fan my whole entire life. And I guess like anyone else, just remember baseball cards from, like, way back and um you know our dad was big into it and obviously COVID hit there was really nothing else to do and just seemed like everyone started like digging up you know maybe cleaning out their house um you know finding some old you know belongings and then you know sports cards came into place where you know our dad dug out our old collections uh his collections and um we kind of just started like you know looking back into it you know the whole market just changed you know with um you know they're making just you know super super limited cards and you know me and him um, we kind of got into like a little breaking, you know, for, for non-car collectors. It's like you pretty much open packs, you know, for people, you know, based off a of team division, stuff like that. And then we personally kind of transitioned from that into, you know, building up a little collection for ourselves. And I think that's one thing for where the sports card industry has really changed a lot is with the breaks and everything, because nobody could leave their house throughout COVID. Yeah. So everyone's on Instagram live. It's, you know, TikTok live, and they're crazy, just they're yeah. just opening packs, going yeah. nuts. There's people, people that are spending you know, ten thousand dollar cards. You know, they're spending a hundred dollars on a pack, or you know, even twenty five dollars on a pack, and it's some some of it's like life changing money. You can uh, you know, pull this one of one LeBron James that's you know worth the house. You know, and some people, you know, a lot of more people are getting um, kind of hip with it. You know, kind of you know recognizing you know what what really is behind the longevity of the sports cards, but um. You know, it's some some of that stuff, and and the, for us more, it's kind of like not even just about the money. It's kind of just cool to collect. You know, we we've always been collecting sneakers back in the day and stuff like that. You know, but the sports cards kind of just like you know, kind of hit a little more home because uh, always going to Celtics games, our favorite players and stuff like that. And it's uh, you know, kind of just cool. We kind of you know just really transitioned transitioned into that side of the um, you know sports card world. Have you guys been able to like through through the brand like build connections with certain athletes on Celtics, Bruins? Boston people in general yeah so um we'll jump into what he's been up to the past few years but um more my dad's time and I know times have changed but you know Larry Bird 
um, Parish, Parish, all of them. Like you know, it was just like kind of normal for them back in the day. They would come, come in, you know, after a game. My dad used to have this arcade little basketball. Tyler Sagan used to come in a lot. Sagan, too. yeah, yeah. So my dad used to have this basketball hoop there, and the guys would just come in and just you know playing like an arcade game, like it was normal. They were normal people, but now, you know, I mean, times have changed. The basketball is a little more different. You know, I mean, you know, their their star status is just such a like a high level right now. Um, so we really haven't any like. Um, um, Celtics players coming in, but uh, we have a you know a, uh, a little connection with a Bruins player. You know he loves our pizza. He's a great guy. Um, I guess a shout out Swayman. You know best goaltender you know in the league. Uh, you know I'm glad he's been. You know they're off to a hot side. I think they're they six, nothing five shutout, six six out. last six night. And yeah, six and zero right? now. Six so I think he actually played too. He had a shutout. Yeah, shutout three nothing last night. So um, you know we get some guys like that. Um, you know and then we can you know he's. Uh, you know, more involved with, uh, we used, so my dad for the longest time, we used to give the Celtics before every game, like we used to cater them pizzas and stuff like that. Um, so COVID kind of turned around long story short, uh, you know, they were short for help looking for like a ball boy. And when we were little, you know, our aunts used to take us over, you know, with our cousins and stuff like that, but they were kind of looking for like a full-time uh, ball boy. You know, one of the guys that comes in all the time, he texted me. He was like, hey, you know, we're, look, we're looking for some help. Any chance you want to help out? I was like, dude, I'm just too busy right now with the store and stuff like that. He's like, any close family friends were just wicked desperate. So I asked him last, uh, was it two years ago? Two years. Two, two years, yeah. yeah. So I was, like, I was like, yo, you want to be the ball boy for the Celtics? And meet, like, it was like Christmas. He was like, fuck, he's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, and, you know, he can really dive in, you know, with all the stories and stuff yeah, like that. The best was us scoring those tickets courtside last year, and uh, he didn't had no idea we were going to be there. So me and him, we were sitting there right up front, like first row, and he's right there, and he's ducking down. You know, he's going to get the mop ready to go out. And we're going, skeet, skeet. He turns around. He was like, the fuck are you guys doing here? This is Rizzo. But, yeah, it's awesome to see him there on the court. You can see his face on TV every Celtics game. It's, it's awesome. So, Matt, what's been your experience, uh, you know, working over at the Celtics? Uh, I've had some pretty cool experiences. Definitely some cool experiences. Um, it's really been, like, it's it's wild. Every every, it's, I feel like I'm used to it at this point, and then, like, something will happen. I'll come over. I'll be like, yo, Justin, you won't believe what happened. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's... Oh, the shoes you brought in the other night. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, just one thing after another. I mean, obviously, each... Each team has their own superstar, you know, some, you know, may have more than more than the next, you know. So you look forward to maybe looking to Why see you, some yeah. teams play. Tell like more the process, kind of like your day to day, you know, operations. Yeah, what is it? Ball I mean, ball. What is it? Being the oh, ball boy for okay. the Celtics. So I mean, I got to get there just as early as the players do, because obviously I I have to rebound for them. So I'm there four hours or three and a half hours before each game. Um, gotta basically, I'll do what I have to do between you know setting up. Uh, like Gatorade carts almost and then I go onto the court I'm basically waiting to rebound um, once each guy goes through their routine I uh, basically have to uh, hang out for a little bit before uh, they do it like their layup lines or whatever so then once the game starts we all each have our own role at that point um, there may be you know a couple guys on each end with the mops there might be someone you know, getting their warm-ups from them when they check in and out of the game. Um, there could be somebody behind the bench giving, you know, water and Gatorade to guys when they come out in and out of the game or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. But we all, we, I mean, we each have our own role. We always try to keep it uh, different for each other. You know, maybe one game I'll be doing the mop. Maybe one game I'll be um, just, um, call it a runner almost. 
So basically, um, third, during timeouts, they'll get their towels. And after the uh, timeout, the runner will then collect the towels that they were just using and just pretty much bring them to the back to get cleaned. Which, you're kind of standing around most of the game out besides that. But for the most part, you know, you're still right there. You're still in the, you're like right next to the huddle. So you're right there with everyone. But it's, uh, it can vary at times. So are you going to 41 Celtics games a year plus the playoffs? I am preseason, two preseason games. So, yeah, guaranteed 43 games. Obviously, the Celtics are a very good team. So Unless, uh, he, unless he fakes being sick sometimes. <laughs> oh, please. But, um, no, it's, um, yeah, 43 games. Oh. Home. Granted, we make it to the playoffs. We're a good team. So hopefully we can get it to more than 43. I, I still don't know how he, like, deals with it because – I don't know, just like being so like the first year he did it, um, they went to the finals, the craziest thing. And like, you know, you're seeing Steph and, you know, all those guys, you know, so close up, like, you know, they're almost on like a, you know, a first name basis at this point, you know, some of the stories he tells us. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of, to me, it's the coolest thing I've ever, you know. Plus all of us, we all grew up actually playing basketball. So basketball is like the thing that we all have in common since we were kids, as a matter of fact, he still plays on a league week. He kind of gave I, up. He's semi-retired. I, yeah, I, I, I destroyed my ankle like a few years ago and just ne never gave it back. Yeah. Uh, now don't give me that look. I still give I you had buckets. two knee surgeries and I kind of gave it up like probably eight, nine years ago. But we all played basketball. Like his yeah. older cousin and me, we yeah. grew up playing me and basketball. Him have, me and him have had our fair shares in the backyard, yeah. you know, with stuff. Just There's a mini basketball stuff. court outside of his, his yard behind the pool. And it's got like the, the scoreboard says halftime and uh, we go back and forth. And growing yeah. up, all those my years dad playing was, basketball. My dad was the ref. You yeah, know, he's yelling you know. and screaming from the top, smoking his cigar, drinking yeah. his wine. And we were going hard. Um, great moments. Also. So shout out Kev helps out one of one of the homies helps yeah, he's out. He's another way um, super involved in basketball. He's playing in a semi pro. Semi yeah semi pro. He dropped like thirty one points last week and the week before thirty one points. So basketball hits hard for all of us. Who are some of like the most famous people that you've uh, had come in at halftime? All right, I have. Oh, I, I actually have, have a I have a story for you, Ashley. All right, let's hear it. Let's go uh, around. I want to yeah, say go I, ahead. I, my all right. I I don't know if this is like super famous, but like the most absolute random night ever. Um, I think it was a playoff game and I see this dude outside, like just like the most absurd chains that like you will ever see. Oh, he yeah, goes he into the game this. and then like this, uh, you know, this guy is like sitting in the back of the store. Like, you know, when the game's going, you, you get like a couple people, but you know, it's just this one guy sitting in the back of the store, you know, I'm cleaning tables. I like, I try to talk to some customers whenever I can. And I sat, you know, chatting with this guy. I was like, hey, like, you need anything? He isn't really ordered. He's kind of just, like, glued to the game. I don't know if he had big cash on the game or whatever the case was. But uh, he, long story short, we started talking. He's like, oh, like, I'm here. Security for, like, high-profile celebrities. Like, oh, we started chatting. I was like, oh, who is it? It was, like, Annalie Chopper. It was just so random. And I was like, oh, like, that's dope. Like, you know, uh, you know, if you guys need anything after the game, it gets crazy. You know, let me know. Like, could you put you guys in a private spot, like, you know, till, till the rush dies down. And next thing you know, he like grabs me and Nelly Chop is just casually just walking around the store with like, I'm not kidding you, like these like these Cuban chains that like his, I thought his neck was going to break. But it was just like wicked cool kid. I, I don't even think he's like 21. Like he had his own spa. He was just kind of just like just bulling right there and stuff like that. But that was to me the most just cool. I mean, just random. That celebrity. night too, he was with his security guards and um, they actually sit, were sitting right over here. 
bunch of people saw him and everyone's have got their bears in them because they were at the game and one guy like three times the size of me he's like trying to sh shout out to him and go up to him so I I just try to say sir like he's not seeing any fans right now the guy gets in my face and pushes me and I'm like all right this guy can crack me and I'll get knocked out cold um, and then finally his security jumped up and like pushed him aside but yeah like he said the, the amount of jewelry he was wearing was was ridiculous yeah. it's like but, yeah. I got a kick out of um Guy walks in and he's casually telling jokes in the middle of a rush. Oh yeah, that's and he's hilarious, one. right? And I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh shit, that's Bill Murray, right? And he's got everyone cracking. I'm like, this guy is one of the funniest yeah. human beings of all time. So he, I look at him and I go, Do you know who that is? And he goes, I have no idea who that was. No idea, no idea. So I call his dad. And I'm like, Bill Murray was just hazy. You should have got a picture with him. Should have got a picture with him. And he just looks at me and all he says is. Is he like famous, like Adam Sandler famous? I was like, he probably taught Adam Sandler all of his jokes. Yeah. Fucking Bill Murray. Not Hilarious. the biggest movie but guy. He had me cracking up laughing, cracking up laughing. Speaking, I'm going to interrupt you here because yeah. we just mentioned Adam Sandler. Remember that one time I was in here just getting a slice oh, one yeah, afternoon? Yeah, yeah. And then there's this like seemingly homeless guy just in the store meandering around. And then he kind of looks strung out. He's on some sort of drugs. Was, yeah. And then, Lou, you came up to me. And then you're like, you know who that is? From the Water Boy, right? Yeah. What's uh, his name? Oh, the dude from the Water Boy and um, Big I Daddy. I had a picture of us with yeah, him. Yeah, we got a picture. He was shit faced. At, I probably shouldn't say that, but he was shit faced at Sullivan's. They ended up throwing him out of there that night. But yeah, he looked like <laughs> he looked a little uh, little he burnt was, out. He was all fired up. What's, what's his what's name? The, the dude from I, the Water Boy. I'm terrible he's with movies. He's one of the gay guys in Big Daddy too. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but he's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I'll figure yeah. it out after. We'll put, we'll put the uh, name up here. Yeah, he he was pretty funny. Then he came moshing over here. He attempted to buy a pizza and like threw a bunch of money on the counter and then like it just got out of control and he ended up like he said something horrible to one of the lovely bartenders at Sullivan's and uh they ended up they ended up throwing him out but he was wild and he was yelling and screaming kind of dancing on the tables and stuff like that that was yeah, that uh, was interesting Dave Dave Pornoy came by uh we were actually one of like the first ones when before he really got into like the, the pizza reviews yeah we were like one of the first few places he did we were actually like it kind of it kind of like uh, gets me mad because like this is like when he was doing it on Twitter so we didn't get like the official like Instagram like bar bar review but you know he came by he was he was really cool you know fired up the crowd and uh, gave us a good review too and then uh, you know Matt probably has a lot more people that he's seen yeah I mean obviously like so I mean going down the line just all, all going back to being at the Celtics as well it just relates to it but I've seen Portnoy in one of the games, uh, playoff games. Just I introduced myself all from halftime pizza. You know, we'd love to have you in here again, something like that. But there was one time actually, um, last season, and a certain LA team was in town. Um, after the game, I was you know just doing my thing, cleaning up, you know, getting ready to. Because we also have to help uh, the away teams pack up, so we're doing that and. Um, a player asked me to do a favor for him, uh, Marcus Smart, actually. Yeah. So Marcus Smart asked me a quick little favor, run this to my car, no problem. Run it to his car, and I'm coming back. As I'm about to go through the doorway again, who comes through the doorway? Uh, Russell Westbrook. And he's just talking, not to me, just in general, just was with walking with one of the assistant coaches. And he's like, where can I get something to eat around here that's not like what the food that they ordered in the back is? My eyes lit up. I, I looked, I just looked straight up. I, didn't, I own a pizza place across the street from here. He just looked at me. He was like, oh, like, really? Like, you got a, you got a menu I can look at or something? I gave him my phone. He was looking at the menu. He ends up putting in a decent order. 
and I lucky, uh, fortunate enough, got to bring Justino over with me. Yeah, he calls so. me and he's like, special order. Westbrook wants wings. I think it was salad. Yeah, pizza. It was like a salad, was like, a pizza. I was like going like crazy mode. I was like, like we got to freaking get this out as quick as possible and stuff. Really. So, uh, you know, I met him like halfway, and I was like, I was like, screw this. Like I'm going in somehow. Like I'm gonna be the delivery. I kid. was like, yeah, just you know, bringing you know, bringing the pizza. Him I need extra help carrying the stuff over. So yeah, we get through security. You know, I mean, you can say we. Yeah. So basically, go go up and um. You know, I got to see Rui Hachimura in the hallway, a um, couple other guys that were leaving. But, um, yeah, he ended up uh, getting to see Russ. And, like, it was funny because hand, I handed him the pizza. Yeah, He's was, like, oh, he was like, oh, shit, it's still hot. Like, Yeah, I was, like, going through the tunnel, like, trying to see LeBron's back. I'm a big LeBron guy, so I'm like, fuck, <laughs> we run into LeBron, be sick. Yeah. And then um, Westbrook was in this, like, photo booth-looking thing. I don't know if he was doing, like, an interview. All of a sudden, he just comes out. I'm just sitting there at the pizza. It's like pizza delivery. And it was just like, just so weird. Because like, for him, it's so casual. And like, you know, just seeing them on TV all the time and just growing up being like fans of them. It's just, just so weird. Would you have given LeBron a wing, you know, one of Westbrook's wing if you saw him? Oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 What was it like when um, the UFC fights are in town? Because we went to that yeah. and we felt like it was one of the best Boston sporting events we've ever yeah. been to. What yeah. was it like preparing for one of the uh, biggest things that's happened in forever? So... To be honest, I mean, I'm kind of hip with the UFC, not as like much as I should be. But you know, when they when the schedule came out, you know, I think it's been like it was like four or five years, some weird law I think that you know they couldn't fight in mass, and then they finally put the main card there. And you know, I mean, we really didn't really know what to expect from it. We thought it was gonna be you know definitely a super super busy night, but um, it was it was a Saturday night, and just the the days before the build up was just like kind of almost felt like a Super Bowl, you know, kind of like Sunday feeling because like, uh, you know, you know, people just all around UFCs, they did the, uh, you know, the they do the, um, the weigh-ins, they do like the, the, um, the interviews like out front, they, they, you know, were sectioned off so many parts of the, um, this area over here and it was just like, I mean, we kind of knew it was going to be big, but we really didn't know it was going to be like that kind of big, kind of, kind of deal. And you guys were doing stuff with, uh, Nelk and Happy Dad? Yeah, so, um. So actually, the main event was O'Malley, and um, like a few months before, uh, you know, the rep that I deal with, she's a sweetheart. She um, was like, "Hey, like, I don't want to get your hopes up too much, but um, you know, uh, the guy O'Malley, he's sponsored by Happy Dad. Like, I think I'm gonna be able to get the boys to come by, you know, check out Happy Dad, you know, try some pizza and stuff before the fights, you know. So then the buildup came around like the week of. Um, she met me, you know, we, uh, you know. Um, I want to say shout out Vanessa, John, and Sammy. Um, you know for for helping us get going. We uh, you know we had a bunch of banners and stuff like that. You know we kind of painted the building. You know kind of just wear arms open for uh, you know not even just you know uh, O'Malley itself, but you know just UFC because you know like you guys said it hasn't it hasn't been in here in so long. So um, yeah, like we kind of just hosted them for a little pregame spot before. You know it was actually I wasn't I mean. We kind of just expected to be like you know some of the main guys like Kyle Salim, but then dude like the 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 night of like Karinikov was here, Mike Malak was like in the basement like taking a shit like it was like the weirdest <laughs> night doing ever, shots, bro. It was like you know it was just like uh one of those nights that like just like did that did that like really just happen? It was like probably one of the coolest I think nights that we had here um, so far. Also, that night, like he said, it was a wild couple of days with the weigh-in and the interviews and stuff like that. But what I want to do is shout out to um, O'Malley took the win that night. But his family actually came by yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Why, why, are you, why are you making that look? He did. He won. 
He won. Yeah. Great fight. He won. But uh, his dad specifically and all of his family that came in, yeah. they were like, they were in before, then they left and came back. Awesome people. His dad was a stand-up guy. I talked to him for like 45 minutes. And then at the end, it was maybe like two in the morning. Obviously, we have the doors locked. We're all cleaning up. Um, they were banging on the window. I let them all back in. Like, they dapped him up, gave me a yeah. hug. Like, that family, they were awesome. And they were all excited because, they, you know, he won and stuff like that. But shout out, big shout out to them. And it was a great win, I think. He didn't, yeah. let, us, he didn't let us in after the fight. <laughs> I avoided you on purpose. I told you to go to the back door. But yeah, no, but that's like the big, like he said, like O'Malley's father coming in, like we, you know, uh, we just want, you know, any, any, you know, customer, you know, whoever it is, you know, we just want them to feel like, you know, like, like, like the, it's like a second home for them, you know, next time, even if it's not a fight, you know, we say he's going to stop by, you know, come say hello and stuff like that, you know, that's kind of just really what we're trying to go with this brand and stuff like that is just, you know, pizza and, you know, kind of like a, you know, hangout spot, you know. What does the future of halftime pizza look like in in, uh, in history? Um, I mean, my head spins thinking about it all the time. But I mean, one thing uh, my dad never did, and I, I see why for you know so many reasons is I would you know he never expanded, which is something you know we've all talked about that we, we definitely really want to try to get into if it's a you know franchise model or just like you know a second store or you know wherever the whatever the case is. But you know I see why he didn't get into it because it's like. You know, I can't even imagine dealing with like we, we we deal with this every single night. I can't even imagine like two, three, or you know having, you know, to deal with like another place like this. Because uh, you know, if you if you've worked in the restaurant industry, I think you know what I'm talking about. But it's just it's just not for the birds. You know, it's uh long hours. You know, no weekends, um, high stress level. Um, you know, and stuff like that. How come you look angry every time you bite into that pizza? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I I'm angry. I wish you would zoom in on the camera that I mean, we second will. fight you took I on will. that pizza. I'll zoom in. Zoom in. Insert you look angry. Jack's coming. I know you love the pizza. Jack's yeah. coming to train to make pizzas tomorrow, right? Yeah. For the yeah. Bruins game? I guess All so. hands on deck. Friday night, be here. Miami, open a night for the Celtics. We're, uh, we're doing a giveaway for that. We announced it, um, I guess, yesterday. When this goes live, it will, it will already be yeah. done. Yeah, we gave away a ticket. Yeah, we do giveaways, too. It's like that. You know, that's the stuff we love doing, too. Just giving back, you know, to whatever. I know you guys have something great going on here, too. So it's that's really cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our fair share of giveaways as well. Celtics games at times we did last year, plenty of games. We'll do like a trivia, standing outside, you know, standing outside the garden or something. But, you know, like you said, you know, we always try to give back. It's fun, you know. You wouldn't be here without the uh, the fans and everything, so. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's great. What's been, uh, like, the, the busiest night in you guys' memory for? Uh, for, I, them, I, it, I, for them, I'm I'd have to say them. it was game six. Four or six of the finals. I'm not kidding you. I've I remember sitting next. I was next to Paul behind the register. I think I was pouring beers or just running around. And I just like remember telling him or looking up, and we both looked at each other like, you couldn't move. And I was just like, I've never seen it this busy. You know, that was just that was probably for me. That's up there with that pub crawl day because we didn't we didn't expect it, and it started at like 10 a.m. And of course by 1 p.m. 2 p.m. people are blackout drunk, so it's hilarious and like. We were running around. Um, I couldn't even get up behind the counter, so I literally was like jumping over the counter. And he's walking through the back, carrying like cheesy. He's looking at me jump over the counter. Um, the other thing too is we do a lot of. Um, it's a company called World Strides. Groups of kids, sixth, seventh, eighth graders from all over the country. Um, we actually, I think, out of the whole out of the U.S., we got number. We were ranked uh, two or three last year. Um, kids coming for a pizza party. They're in and out the door. It's a pizza party, wings, sodas, French fries, and stuff like that. But um. 
some of these groups of kids will come in 75 or 100, 100 is the reservations made for, and we got to juggle them with like a Bruins night. So there was a couple of times we had like a, a big event in the afternoon, then we had a group of kids, 100 kids, coming at like 6 o'clock, and then we had a huge Bruins game that night, regardless of playoffs, so it was a Friday night. So just like the pay, fast pace is like, you flipping, 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 cleaning the tables, cleaning the tables, get them all out and make sure, number one, everyone has enjoyed their food, enjoyed their pizzas, got a cold beer, and everyone was safe walking out on these streets. Like, getting 100 kids out of here with a Bruins game on a Friday night, we have the bus pull up a certain way, escort them all out because, you know, we are responsible for them all. But we've had some some crazy, crazy nights, push it to the limits, but uh, we're still here and uh, we've, always, we've always got it done, so... What's it like on Anka when the when the Bruins play a matinee and the Celtics are on that night? Those oh, da- those days must talk be about that. We forgot about that too. I know. I've, yeah, sometimes the double header we call it. Yeah, it's like probably like they do it like two or three times for the year, and it's long, 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 long. I think days. I I don't know. We were just expecting. We knew we were going to be busy, but I think like I was like my mind was just because my mind goes so crazy. I think I looked at him and I was like, wait, what happens if they go to? Overtime, or they go to a second overtime, then they got to break down the court, and all these fans are yeah. going to be here. I was like, what if they fuck it up over there? How's it going to affect us? Like, our heads were spinning. I yeah. was thinking, like, every possible scenario. He's literally like, Lou, go sit down and chill for a second because you're making yeah. me fucking nervous, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the guy does a really good job with it, but those those days are fun, though, because, you know, it's usually the Bruins' one o'clock crowd, you know, they get everyone all fired up before, and then, you know, Celtics right after. So, you know, usually, hopefully, a double win, um, you know, for both teams and, you know, kind of just the whole area. That's. That's the one thing we love seeing too, because like when a Bruins or Celtics game lose, I mean you can just tell everyone on their faces, you know, just everyone's just miserable, rushing to get out of here, or they're taking it on us after the game and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but yeah, those double headers, they're they're fun to say the least. Awesome, well, great. Also, I do want to say something too. Um, God, I'm going to get busy like that. Some of the guys that have been here with his dad, going, we got 15 years, 10 years maybe more a uh, couple of uh, other guys too um when it comes to making those pizzas they can crank them out so saul geo abdul yeah big shout out to all the guys you know behind the operations they, without we, them you know we would be crank out a rack down, of 150 you know? 200 pizzas and they're, they're they're just phenomenal and it's non-stop like these guys they'll go home yeah you got you got semolina and flour in your shirt it's in your socks pizza sauce i actually have it in my pockets them. right now you got sauce everywhere but a uh, big shout out to all the guys loyalty and hard working it's it's amazing amazing yeah. amazing awesome well i think cool. that yeah, I think that, that we touched upon everything that we wanted to, unless there's anything else. That I you gotta guys... cut this short, guys. I gotta go uh, handle, attend that catering order that we have. Go no, ahead, hey Lou. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. I think we're gonna be wrapping up anyways. Stay out of trouble. Yeah. yeah, I'll try. You too, <laughs> Stino, Matt. Thank you very much for uh, letting us come into your spot today, for feeding us and yeah. uh, hopping on our pod. Um, you know, we got some great stories from you guys. You yeah. know, no, thank always you, love coming. Thank here. you for having us, and yeah. you know, looking you know, if you guys want to come by again. You know, we're always here. Love you.